You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. Now, today we're talking about 30 things to declutter before 2022. This is a two-part series, so if you haven't watched part one yet, you can click the link for that down in the description. Of course, this happening at a time where over the past year and a half, a lot, lot of changes have occurred. And this has really caused us to evaluate and experiment with how we experience our home space. We've learned a lot, we've gotten to trial and error a lot, and it's a great time to really streamline those processes. Also, next week is my holistic clutter-free live event. I only do this once or twice a year, so be sure you get in on it. We opened up registration last week and you can absolutely still register on the page, so I'm gonna leave the registration link for that down in the description. We'll be going live on Instagram Monday through Thursday, and then on Friday, there's going to be a big live event in the form of a masterclass where I'll be sharing my holistic clutter-free formula live. So I really hope that you can make it to that. And again, I will leave the link for it down in the description. So without further ado, let's go ahead and finish off these 30 things to declutter before 2022. So number 16 is notebooks and planners that you've finished. I mentioned in the last video that we are coming into fall and into the fourth quarter of 2021, and fall is typically a time of planning. People are planning for the holidays, planning to go back to school, you know, planning for what's going to happen now that summer vacation is over. So it's a great time to really go through your notebooks, checked off everything that needs to be checked off, and that you're squared away for the fourth quarter and to start planning for the beginning of 2022. It can be really cathartic just going through and clearing out notebook space, kind of like giving yourself a fresh slate. When you go through all of those jumbled thoughts that you've had over the past months and all of these random tasks and to-do lists to let go of those things that maybe you didn't get to or that maybe you're not going to invest your time into after all. Number 17 is coffee supplies. I'm mostly thinking about all of the coffee supplies that we've collected while our beloved coffee shops were closed at various points over the past year and a half, definitely in 2020, but let's be real, everything did not go back to normal at the beginning of 2021 like we all hoped it would. So again, evaluate how you're using the supplies that you have. Are you actually getting use out of them? Did they work out the way that you expected? Is this something that you're going to want to continue doing and that you want to continue having in your home? If so, then great. Also, I highly recommend that you evaluate how you're using the supplies that you currently own, especially if you have something like a Keurig that can take the K-cups. Maybe consider doing like I do and switch over to using the refillable filters and just buying your own coffee to refill it to really cut down on not only the clutter, but also the waste and some of the counter space that you can have taken up from the little rotating Keurig K-cups. So there are a lot of things that you can do to really reduce clutter in the coffee area. Number 18 is used up candles. I am well aware of the scents that can emerge in a home when you have like a whole family and pets living indoors for an extended period of time. And even though we haven't necessarily been in quarantine over the past summer, 
the kids were home from school, you know, a lot of people were off work taking that well-needed vacation time, and we used things that make the house smell fresh. All of those candles that you've used that are basically empty or that you know you're not gonna really get any more life out of, now it's a great time to go ahead and let those go. Number 19 is exercise equipment. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, if you're using your exercise equipment that you need to just go clear it out and make space. Um, I definitely get a lot of use out of my yoga mat and my yoga ball because that's the kind of working out that I do. But again, kind of like with the makeshift furniture that a lot of people brought in to accommodate for the space that they were about to use for work or for the kids going to school, many people had the same knee-jerk reaction when the gyms closed down finding ways to stay fit, finding ways to move their body, and maybe even tinkering around with some different exercise equipment that you had never actually tried before. So again, we are at a great point now where you've had plenty of time to experiment and to streamline those exercise routines and the exercise equipment that goes with them. Number 20 is a little more vague, but you'll see why in just a second, and that is unused Christmas gifts. This past Christmas, 2020, was a big shopper. It was a big spender and I totally understand why. Most people had spent so much time indoors in 2020 and weren't able to spend the holidays with our family. So there was this urge to have this big Christmas or holiday extravaganza, right? To have a really big one right there at home. Run through your list or maybe pull up your Amazon shopping list from Christmas and evaluate that list according to what you're needing and using today or what you've already used up and can get rid of now. Number 21 is physical media. So this might have been physical media like DVDs or video games more likely that you bought physical copies of during quarantine. Some video games you might very well want to play again and might require a physical copy. If so, then that's totally fine, of course. Uh, but be sure that you're streamlining the space for those things so it's not just collecting on different shelves around your entertainment center or bookshelves. But for some of the other items, like DVDs that you might have purchased and only watched once or twice, you might know that you're not going to watch them again. Now's a great time to declutter those. Also, you could consider digitizing or getting a digital version or streaming those items that you might want to watch at some point in the future. Number 22 is disposable products. If we learn nothing from the pandemic hitting and all of the struggling that the local markets and grocery stores had with being able to keep things in stock, it should be that the more self-sufficient we can be with our supplies, the safer we're going to be, you know, like the more comfortable we're going to be able to write out things like this in the future. So I think that it's a great time. And this is something that I'm really working on myself. Actually, over the next month, one of my main goals is going to be to drastically cut down on any disposable products, including paper towels. We're going to try a whole thing. I'm really excited about that. And I encourage you to take a look at the same thing. What are some ways that you can become more self-sufficient and less reliant on the manufacturing landscape and what they're able to accommodate and keep up with? Think about things like disposable straws, replacing those with something that is longer lasting that you won't need to replace. You know, making sure that you're not using the paper plates and the plastic silverware. What if you didn't have to buy paper towels and you didn't have to stress out when those were sold out in the market because you already had a self-sufficient renewable source right there at home? Get creative and I would love to hear your ideas or anything that you're already using down in the comments on this one. 
Number 23 is recycled bottles and cans. Now this one's coming from personal experience because I know when we spend a whole lot of time indoors and we're just not getting out to go places like the markets and the shopping centers and all of that, we're not out and about very often to make the bottle drops that we need to make. And those can start to collect bags that we keep in the garage because we usually like to have two or three bags to make it worth the trip to the bottle drop. And when you're just not getting out as much, those things can start to add up and take up space. This is a friendly reminder to go through and make sure that you've completed the recycling process for your bottles and cans. Let's bring it into the bedroom for a second because number 24 is bedside tables. And I know that this is a challenging area for a lot of people. It's something that I definitely have to be intentional about on a daily basis because there are so many things that it's just really convenient to keep by your bedside. You know, your reading glasses, your books, a picture frame, your lamp, you know, like there are things that kind of naturally fall there. So that means that anything extra that happens to end up there, like yesterday's coffee mug or a wrapper from some nighttime snack that you ate, those things really stand out and they look extra cluttered. So now is a great time to go through and really evaluate your bedside table. What are you keeping in it? What are you keeping on the surface? Just really giving a good look at the bedside tables because it makes a big difference in the room. Aside from making your bed, the bedside tables are like number two in what people tend to notice and what you tend to notice when it comes to your bedroom space. And over the past year and a half, a lot of people have been able to spend a lot more time in that bed, meaning that they've probably accumulated a lot more things on that super convenient surface. Number 25 is under the bed. When is the last time you thought about what's existing under your bed? I haven't had to think about this in a really long time because we keep nothing under our bed. There's no storage under there. There's absolutely nothing under the bed. And that is the only way that I like it to be. <laughs> but you know what? I remember a time when that was not the case. Like when I was growing up, stuff was under the bed all the time. It was just like, you know, a part of existence. Things end up under the bed, especially when you spend more time in the bedroom. So if that's you, then I want to encourage you right now to go ahead and take a look at what's under there. Declutter that out. I think that it really helps with the foundation of the bedroom if you have a clear space under the bed. You're not like worried about where things are lost or what's trapped underneath that space right underneath where you're sleeping. So let's give under the bed a little bit of love. Number 26 is essential oils and air fresheners that you don't like or that you aren't using. Now I did mention overused candles that are burned down that are basically empty, but there may be other types of scents that you just don't enjoy the smell of. I feel like every batch that I buy of essential oils, there's one or two in there that I just do not like. Just make sure that you're going back through at this point and evaluating those that maybe you don't like and you know you're not gonna use and you'll probably end up buying a replacement before you would ever use that particular scent. Number 27 is rugs. Usually when people are working eight hours or a good chunk of the day elsewhere, they're not really having a lot of traffic coming in and out of the house. But when you're living at your house full time, our rugs are getting a lot more traffic than usual. So if you have some rugs that have been completely worn down before their time because of the past year and a half of traffic or that you've already replaced and maybe you have the old version rolled up in the garage somewhere, now's a good time to go ahead and reclaim that space and declutter those rugs. Let's bring it back into the kitchen for some of these last ones because one of the top purchases for 2020 and 2021 
was actually Instant Pots and Air Fryers. And I totally understand why. I have one that's a dual that was gifted to me for Christmas. This thing is awesome. It replaces so many other dishware, like pots, frying pans. Maybe you don't have an Instant Pot or an Air Fryer, but you've taken up more of a hobby of cooking over the past year and a half because people have been home more, meaning that they've been eating at home more. And also maybe you needed a new hobby to take up some of that time and cooking was a natural transition for you. So now again is a good time to go back and evaluate how you've used the things that you've used, the recipes that you've enjoyed, the gadgets that have actually provided for you, or again, if you did purchase something that's super versatile and replaced a lot of your other dishware, now's a good time to go and evaluate, do you even still need all of those things? Number 29 along those same lines is ingredients from trial meals. Seasonings, sauces, different ingredients that you've collected in your fridge or in your pantry that just didn't work out too well or that you know you're not gonna use again. Luckily, we've had some luck with a lot of the recipes that we've tried, but we've definitely picked up some new recipes over the past year and a half. We've even taken on cooking our own sushi, which turned out to be a great success, but it could not have. And had it not, then that would be something that we would be looking to declutter. And number 30 is dishes. You may have been enticed to purchase new dishes when you realized that everybody was home all the time, therefore more dishes were being used. People are probably grabbing a new glass every time they went to get a new drink or, you know, grabbing a new eating utensil for every little thing that they went to snack on. And it can quickly make you run out of your dishes. So you may have made the decision to just go and buy more dishes to help accommodate that. And now I'm going to ask you to evaluate if you did that, how that worked out for you. Are you noticing that there is now an overflow of dishes in the sink or on the counter or just spread throughout the house? Maybe you already had a lot of dishes and now you're starting to see the effects of that. Now's a great time to go and evaluate your dish situation, how many you have. And if you're noticing that there is a lot of dish clutter going on in your house, the best way to deal with that is to minimize the dishes. People will survive. Trust me, uh, they may have to wash more loads, but they'll also learn to reuse more and to rinse out themselves instead of grabbing something new every time. It's like a behavior shift that occurs when there just isn't quite so much there to grab. So that's it. That is the list of 30 things to declutter before 2022. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. Again, if you didn't catch part one of this video, the first 15 items, be sure to click the link down below. And also registration is open for the Holistic Clutter-Free Masterclass Live and the Holistic Clutter-Free event that's happening the first week of September, last week of August. The link is down in the description as well. Have a great rest of your week and I look forward to seeing you next week.